0: It's 20 years
1: since you started leading the NAM team now. Oh, can you believe that? Two decades.
0: Funny, Monday was my 22nd anniversary as an employee of NAM. Monday. You sharply, 22 years! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so this is my 20th year in this chair. So yeah, it, did, it happened quickly when it happened. It was all kind of a blur in a way, but um, I remember getting my five-year pin at one of our meetings here. I'd already been seeing you open three years. I go, oh, gosh, that went fast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: Was it uh, the right person, the right time, the right place? Or did you have a, a set of skills that they could not ignore?
0: You know, I don't know. And I've been giving it some thought because I'm now approaching the age where my predecessor was. So I've definitely been thinking about it, you know. It's it is a set of skills for sure, but it's also experience, industry experience, it's relationships, as you know. This is so mm-hmm. important about you know, it's kind of funny in many ways. You come up in the industry like we have, right? And you your friends at the time, we were all just kind of knock-around people, you know, just kind of bumping around here and there, doing this, doing that, doing retail, going on tour, playing music. Next thing you know, 20 years go by and we're like we're like yeah, we're like running companies. <laughs> it's like, uh oh. But you know, so but those are the relationships you have because they go way back. I mean, I've known Andy Zildjian for you know almost forty years now. So yet, so I still think of ourselves as those young twenty something bucks running around, you know, being irreverent. But uh, so the relationships are important. You know, it, it's a changing game. This is changing, like what we're doing now, trying to reinvent a gathering until we can have a physical gathering again. So I think you know, the, being open and. and Realizing that nothing's going to stay the same; those are all kind of things I'd be thinking about when I, at some point, you know, want to step down. Like, what would who would be the good person to run NAM? So we'll see. But, but I think that was I was lucky. I had I had some of those things when I came in. I don't know. Maybe just like Todd would say, I was just I didn't I was just a boring guy. So let's get him in here. <laughs> maybe that was all it was. Maybe that's the secret to success: just be a boring guy.
1: Well, it wouldn't be that brutal. I mean, you you plenty. Of... I think most people who've been to NAM and have observed you in action, Joe, you're like a swan for me. You, you're graceful on the outside, you wear that wonderful Californian smile, everything's going yeah. great, and you, you're, you're steady, you're straight. But I think under the surface, you're paddling furiously
0: yeah. to make sure everything goes well. Um, almost like March 16th is when really in the US anything really hit the fan. But there's a few people coming in and we were in the lunchroom the other day talking. And I've been coming in every day just because this is what I do, right? Um, but the conversation was interesting. It's like as a as a personality, are you an you know introvert or extrovert? Do you, you know, do you gain energy or recharge being around people or being alone? And and I was thinking about that. It's a good question, right? For a lot of us in the industry. I think maybe a lot of us are introverts, but we have to be extroverts when we need to be like at a show or or on stage. Um but yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of people who actually, you know, recharge by being alone and then there's people who char- recharge by being around people. And that's what I think a lot of politicians are like that. They they actually gain all this energy from being around people. You know, personally after an am show, I, all I want to do is go hop on my motorcycle and disappear for a week, you know, by myself. So I think it's uh it's an interesting the industry's interesting that way we are on But when we're on, like at shows, or if you're a musician when you're on stage, and then when you're off, I think a lot of us are pretty private people. We've gone pretty deep here so far. I mean, you know, let me tell you more about my childhood. You know, I was really kind of... (laughs) Well, we're going to come to that in a minute. Oh, God. (laughs) We're in such trouble here. Oh Yeah, uh, no one's no one's going to care anyway it's like anyway what about the show what about the you know well, yeah. before we
1: get to the show, I mean, let's talk about the previous 20 very very briefly i mean i mean you've had some standout shows i mean even during the 2009 crisis you know nam put on a great exhibition there was no i think because of that time when we went through the that crash that financial yeah. crisis i mean as we've shown before during recessions and recessions, we've turned to music to help us through. Yeah. And uh, this is a little bit different because we're doing music in isolation. There's no live events, there's no bars, no concerts. We're yeah. recording via streaming. Even How's the worship services are done via the internet yeah. and YouTube. So this is very, very different. We can hardly turn to music in the same way.
0: You know, you go back to 2001, which was my first year of this job, 9-11 was horrendous by every level, but it didn't affect everybody, right? You know, it was a tough show that year in 02. I remember trying to gather everyone together, and and, and that also was a very strong emotional gathering for everybody. 08-09, mm-hmm. the, the recession was a more global event for, mm-hmm. and definitely more felt, I think. But again, when people came together as an industry, I think there's a real passion and a real kind of um, camaraderie that that occurs. This is different, right? I mean, this is this has affected everything around the world, everything. And um, the the interesting part about it is that so we'll have this shared experience, right? But every NAM member is going through the pandemic, like we all are. But no two NAM members are experiencing it the same, and that's the tricky part about how do we navigate because there are. Segments of this of this broad ecosystem, and that's maybe what what NAM has what we've been able to really think about is holistically about the industry as a as a large ecosystem. There's parts of it that are that are thriving in you know because of COVID, which is a terrible way to end up thriving, but these things happen. The world's a very unpredictable place. And and there's parts of the industry that are just devastated. And it's honestly it's the part of the industry that that I, I love the most. Live music, um, live events, um, music education in classrooms, you know, getting a, a, an orchestra together, or a marching band together. Those are the things that are impacted the most right now. I mean, it's, um, you know, at the heart of it, music is about bringing people together. You know, we, we have music at all our, you know, times as, as, as families or as communities. We have music for weddings. We have, you know, music for festivals and parties and holidays. We have music funerals when we say goodbye to people. There's music everywhere where people gather. Well, this pandemic has made gathering a bad thing. It's made it, you know, one of the worst things that you could do is to gather right now. So what a terrible place for for part, a good part of our ecosystem to be right in the middle of the, the crosshairs of the pandemic. And and. Hopefully, you know, we will be on the other side of this. I mean, humans have gone through, you know, these things throughout history, and then we have solved them one way or the other. And and I know we'll solve this one too. And But it's just the the unevenness of the effect of, of this has been you know, striking to me. But the fact is everyone, everyone is experiencing it. And that may be a first for our industry, to in our lifetime anyway, to have had something so catastrophic as this, where... All around the world, in every corner of the business, it was affecting them and us.
1: I mean, most show organizers that we've talked to through 2020 have tried desperately to hang on to the show because, you know, the show is the revenue stream for an exhibition. It's the event. Those four days are your lifeblood for the other 361, 62 that go by. And when it's cancelled, you've got a big payroll there, big organisation, and also there's a lot of folks from all around the world, 120,000 at the last count that love coming to California, not just the Sunshine. But NAMM is more than a trade show. It's a vibe. It's It's a feeling. We all come there for a reason. For us, it's for editorial, it's for content, it's for catching up, but everyone comes there for unique reasons, and now we can't go... It hurts, and we really wanted to kick off 2021 with that. Let's start 2021 with a new era, carrying where we left
0: off. And we
1: can't, and we really feel
0: for you, because you must be hurting as well. You think about how we left 20, right? It couldn't have been more optimistic for the year ahead. It really was. I mean, obviously, there's always... You know, in a free market, there are some companies, you know, they're doing great. Some are doing okay and some are not doing it, but that's the free market. But we couldn't have really left the 20 Nam show with more optimism for the year ahead. Everything was pretty smooth sailing. You six weeks later. So, you know, right now, the, the decision to cancel, it's interesting. The decision to cancel was the easy part, right? I mean, you think about California is still under these, you know, very heavy lockdowns. Um, the governor has limited gatherings. An event like the Nam show is on the very last end of the governor's openings. Right now, it's absolutely illegal to try and gather people like at the trade show. It's just, it's just not even possible. Yeah. And, you know, we had worked with a lot of medical experts on, on how we would do it if we were given any kind of green light. Um, So we were prepared, Um, you know, that's safe and sound. We were actually going to implement a a number of changes. But when August came around, and this was really kind of our go, no-go date, and because of the amount of planning that not only Nam has to do but the city and all our members, and if you're planning a large exhibit, you've got to really take the time to do that. So August was our moment, and um, the decision was easy because it's still illegal to have mere events in California. We thought about moving it to another state, but at the same time, When other states were opening, then they would close again if they had more cases. So the uncertainty was led to the easy decision. The hard part was accepting it. The hard part was realizing that, okay, we are now part of history. That has not happened since the early 1940s, uh, where show has been canceled because of global events. We are all part of that history. Now, this will be the story we have when we come back again. How many people talk about how many NAM shows they've been to? It's sort of a badge of courage, you know? And we're gonna have to have an asterisk for everybody that this will still count as attending if you get on to believe in music. So you can keep your, your streak unbroken. But it's it's a heavy thing that we're all part of that, you know, it means a lot of different things to every different person. Obviously for NAM, it's going to be a huge financial hit. I mean, you know, this is this is our economic model is that circle of benefits, trade show give the money away when it's done so we can promote the industry and promote music and lobby for better conditions for the industry, more promotion of music because more now more people will play, companies grow, and the trade show grows. That's our really simple business model. When you take away the, the top of that circle, the trade show revenue, this definitely changes our, our year. Luckily, you know, boards, previous NAM boards, and, and I'm, you'll ask my kids, they'll tell you I'm a pretty thrifty guy. You know, we saved, we definitely set aside reserves in the event something like this might happen, I'm, I always thought it would be like an earthquake. Now I should be careful. I say that because right now if we'll probably have a nine-point earthquake. Not yeah,
1: enough disasters this year. Let's not think of. That.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, the way the year is going, I'm waiting for you know some frogs to come down. Yeah, the asteroid. This. Yeah, but you know, the idea that we should be prepared—it's just what every every company does, right? If you're if you're a roadie, I was a roadie. What do you learn? You learn to be prepared. You learn to have a spare for everything, and a spare for the spare for everything and a backup plan if that truck tire blows in Detroit on your way to Cleveland. I mean, you just gotta think that way. So luckily we were thinking that way and we've got good reserves. We will get through this and still keep all our services, the lobbying, the promotion, of music, the grants and scholarships, the representation that our industry needs so much in, in the in the political world to get conditions you know, back for us to be, to be, um, be operational and profitable. So, you know, the, we're all part of that now. We're all part of the fact that we're not going to be together. What will that change? I mean, what's the unintended impact of that? Will less products be launched? I mean, how will relationships be, how will, you know, mentoring that occurs there, the education that occurs, it's too soon to tell. You know, I mean, what, what is the impact of canceling a Nam show for the global industry? Historians will have to figure that one out someday, but then again, historians can't really even agree yet on the true impact of the French Revolution. So it could take longer than we have, but, but the reality is we're part of it. Now we are now part of this community that will have experienced the pandemic. And again, heartbreaking for so many people, families that couldn't attend funerals for loved ones. You know, my daughter's wedding was canceled (laughs) because of this, Uh Um, all these things that are real and, and especially in this space that we're talking about. Oh, just heartbreaking.
1: The NAMSH obviously is a, a big contribute to the local economy in Anaheim and further afield.
0: You've got no Disney up there. That's been closed since March, right? No businesses like no conventions like NAM or other things. That Orange County area is experiencing some of the worst unemployment in the in in the country for sure, and, and possibly the world. Again, that is a that is a community that really is hurting and was part of the NAB family too, right? You know, how many people go to NAB, stay in the same hotel room, eat at the same restaurants, quite often knew the same, you know, check-in person at the hotel by name. And so, yes, this by when we get back together in 22, it's gonna be euphoria, but we've got to get through that. We got to get through it first. We've all got to work together, uh, support each other, and, and get through this like as a family does.
1: Well, you were, I think you did the correct decision, Joe, as as much as we lament your loss next January. I think you come out with great credibility for giving everyone enough notice that, yeah, tried our best, but we're going virtual. And I think you will come out with a lot of kudos for making that decision early, rather than trying to hang on and keep that show going on to the end the 11th hour and saying, well, we can't do it now. Moving on, I mean, you've got a virtual trade show platform. Now, we've experienced the virtual world, to it evolved quite significantly in the last six months, because yeah, yeah. whether we like it or not, here we yeah. are. Tell us what we can expect from your virtual trade show. How will, it, or how will it differ from a virtual trade show?
0: We've given this a tremendous amount of thought, as you can imagine, and, and there have been many that have gone before us already, so we can really study uh, what worked, yeah. what sort of worked, what maybe didn't quite connect. Um, And not just in our space, but, you know, Apple did their virtual product launch. Um, Salesforce, you know, did their their developers conference online. Comic-Con down here in San Diego. So there's so many opportunities to study what worked and what didn't work. And I think a couple of things have come out uh, in our minds. First and foremost is nothing we've seen has been able to replace what we believe is that face-to-face physical gathering. Nothing has come close to it yet. And while on one side, we're disappointed because we can't you know, learn from what has worked really, really well. On the other hand, we're, you, know, you sit there and go, well, okay, that's good. Nothing in the technology space has actually been able to replace the feeling of people coming together from around the world, physically in the same place, that kind of think tank, market research, you know, mentoring all the things that happen when people come together. So the fact that it hasn't been an absolute success yet is is actually pretty good. <laughs> it, it bodes well for concerts. It bodes well for you know things that people will still do and gather when when we're able to. We had to come into it with we realize it's not going to be a Nam show, and I think that would be a mistake if we go out and try and say this could be a virtual Nam show. Then you know we'd be probably selling something that it's not. The Nam show is the Nam show. It's walking into that you know, campus and seeing the grand plaza and walking into this 1.6 million square foot building and feeling the energy that's just flowing out of it. That's the show. This won't be that. We had to really try and accomplish three goals with this. One is a marketplace. There are still some incredibly new, innovative products coming out, and people need a voice to launch them. Anyone can launch a product anywhere. And I look at it as, you know, picture Tokyo, right? This huge, you know, plane, Kanto plane, and it's almost like a company sending up a flare Ooh, way over in this edge of Tokyo. We have a new product, someone over here, Ooh, we have a new product over here. These little flares are popping up and that's okay. But what really, what the NAM show is it's like right center of downtown, this huge flare of all the new products where everybody can look and see that's the difference. That's what the NAM show is. So we have to try and approximate a platform where, where new products can be launched as much as possible. That's the marketplace. Second is education, right? I mean, every one of us, whatever skill we had a year ago, two years ago, is almost obsolete now. We need to continue to grow. So the education has to be there on all facets, from music retail, to sound production, to touring, to safety. Event safety is, becoming, is going to be one of the bigger things that comes out of this, the awareness of event safety. So education has to be there. And then third is the opportunity for networking and the fun things, and that's, that's NAM TV. We're gonna try and have some fun with this and you know, never forget the fact that music is our, is our bedrock. And honestly, we want to do some fundraising off this. We want to have an opportunity for all our partners that are nonprofits or, or helping serve these areas, especially the ones most impacted by COVID. We want to have a fundraising platform that people can give to help out the touring industry, to help out the music education side to really give voice to the nonprofits and the charities. So this isn't really a, a NAM show gathering, what it really is saying, okay, everybody, we have just been really, really <laughs> been through a rough year. You know, I love all the memes about trying to put 2020 away for that, but we've been through something. And what we're gonna do is come together for this Believe in Music Week to celebrate the fact we're all still here. We're going to live to fight another day. We're gonna help our brothers and sisters who need help and we're gonna get on with our business. That's really what Believe in Music Music Week was. And the TV part will help celebrate, elevate, and do the best we can through a virtual world to make everybody feel like, okay, we can do this, we got this, get ready, we're going into 21 and we're gonna fix this thing and and do better. That's what our goal is. Marketplace, launch, mention product, educate so we can all get better prepared to survive and thrive in the new world. And three, have some fun doing it. And that'd be, I believe, TV. So that's it. And that's what we're trying to accomplish. And here we are with flip charts all around this room. And the ink's not even dry on them. We're still trying to figure out what should we do with here. it, it, it Here's the funny part. With any new startup, which I'm not a startup guy, right? We are a startup now, 120-year-old startup. But with any startup, what I'm discovering is, like, right now, every idea is a great idea. We should do this. Great idea. We could do that. Excellent idea. You know, every idea is a great idea, but you can't do them all. No. And so now we're in that process of well, do 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 do. Okay, this is what it's going to be. So it's crazy around here. I mean, the amount of creativity and ideas, and, and I'm sort of the guy going nope 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 yeah nope 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 How, yes yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really weird, but I'm actually you know again my 20th year of being in this chair. It's like I did not see this coming. Uh, probably what a bush it ever came. But at the same time, okay, game on, everybody. Let's, let's do it. So that's, that's how I'm looking at it. I mean, besides, if anyone has a better idea, I'm all ears. But all I know is we got to get through this, and so that's what we're doing. So.
1: Well, you've partnered with the AES for the last few years, Joe, quite successfully. They're, they've been a prominent partner for the record. side, yeah. the educational platform taking place in the Hilton. <laughs> they've got their event in New York in October. It's normally a full-day event. I think when you are a visitor or a participant at AES, you're frustrated by the lack of time you've got to get round to all the demos, all the white papers, all the seminars. There's a lot to take in in three or four days. They're holding their forum over a four-week period now, which I think will work personally. It's too early to say I'll uh, evaluate the success before it's kicked off. But by staggering all that platform over a, over a four-week period... You can pick a better time to take something on board and uh yeah. is that something that you might be able to consider going forward to span it? Out? yeah
0: well there's there's a lot to unpack in that that's a really interesting when you're freed up from time and space think about that you know the the cool part of an event like NAM or AES in New York is that you are there 24 7 immersed in it right you're really focused most of the time you're really ignoring the other things around you uh, freed up from time and space Content can be different. you know. Concerts and artists or artists um, demoing a new product can be filmed weeks or months beforehand. And then, so you've got a lot more capability to have compelling content. At the same time, how long will someone sit in front of a screen on any given day? You know, How long can you keep someone's attention? I mean, hmm. I'm a drummer, um, so attention. You don't look like a drummer though. I'm, I'm sorry, were we, what were we talking about again? Um, but the idea of attention span, how do we, you know, so... Stretching things out is a, is, a, is a natural here, as is creating those content that will live on forever. This is going to be the amount of contents. Picture an, a, an exhibitor now in this marketplace creating, uh, picture a small startup in Hall E. This new company gets to tell their origin story on video now. How many people would just walk by that booth and never stop? This person now has the ability to say, hi, I'm Joel Lamont. I was in search of a better foot pedal for my drum set. I searched high and low, and I found this thing, and I created it, and that's my origin story. People get to tell that now, and video will help our members create those videos and create that content. That will live on forever, months, maybe longer afterwards. But one of the key things I still thought was, we have everyone's attention that week of Nam, And I really wanted to capitalize on that, that there still would be some excitement of watching things live, being, seeing things debut You know, at the Hamilton play, being in the room where it happened. Right. I still wanted to make sure that we had some of that too um, and not have it um, be, be just so amorphous that you'll get to it when you get and get to it. I think there's still an urgency about wanting to see a new product for the first time or, or a, a musical event. But one of the things I would, I would, you know, we've thought carefully about is this platform and the technology, the ability for an attendee to believe in music to look at one product then the AI will suggest five other booths with products that are like that, that they can go see and help schedule it for them on their own dashboard. That is going to be really different. And honestly, I think that's going to be with us forever. I think every NAMM show going forward is going to have this digital platform so that if you like this snare drum, here's five others, you should go see their exhibit right now. And if you take this class, here's a number of other classes that augment or supplement that, and add, let me add those to your schedule for you. So the, the AI ability of, of Swapcard, which is an incredible platform, we, you know, we really started to understand its horsepower, is actually going to solve some of those problems of how do I get around 1.1 million square feet? I can't, it's just too big. There's still parts of the show I don't see because it's so big uh, when we're walking around. So we're gonna use this technology to help matchmake, to help discover things that you might not normally discover. So. It's going to actually make the visit to this Believe in Music Week more effective and efficient for a lot of people. And again, then literally help them make their schedule while at the same time having a little video box of a concert or live music that's happening at that moment. Once we do this, people will never go back. They're always going to want that. Even if they're at the show in 22, on their phone they'll have this you know, Believe virtual platform helping schedule their next booth they want to visit, set an appointment with that person. Chat with someone in this booth, saying, "Now well, I saw that. Is that really available now, or is that Nam not available? Maybe May <laughs> is that vaporware?" So there'll be all kinds of chat ability that's going to be built into this. This is the algorithm. It's it's actually pretty cool. So again, would we have done this had we not had this global pandemic? Nope. So how do you push change? You push change by taking the world as if it were a big snow globe. Those things you see at Christmas time, you know, and go, <laughs> okay. Now everything's floating around, change, all change. And here we are. So, it's kind of exciting, but, but you know, we've got to do a good job for people. We know that you know, many ways you could say it would have been easier to sit it out, right? Just sit out till the vaccine comes and just, you know, hunker down. And, but no, we wanted to have more fun with this than that. And we thought we can do something special with Believe in Music. And again, now we're finding out that we'll never go back. It's always going to be part of what we do because it's, it's that cool.
1: Well, no one would have blamed you, Joe, if you had have hunkered down and taken a time out, because it is a, an event, a very prominent event where you put people together about making music. So, if you can't replicate that, there's no argument. Why bother? But
0: it's not your style. My life is short, right? But, you know, and as I say, we get to do all this stuff. Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we try new things?
1: So. Well, I went to the downtown shows in the late '90s while you rebuilt the well. The convention center was being rebuilt in Anaheim. We went back, and every year it's just got better. You listen to your customers, you listen to the visitors, and you implement the changes. You know, I've seen it evolve We've been in that area between the Hilton and the Marriott and the band space there. You know, the new halls, the UCC, the educational areas. It just keeps evolving every year.
0: We've made a ton of mistakes along the way, and I know that. And that's part of but the <laughs> If you don't try something new, you'll never make a mistake. But you're right. It's a pretty, you know, again, with respect to all my drummer brethren out there, I have a very simple philosophy, which is ask your customers what they want and then give it to them. It, there's probably a better strategy out there, but it's more complicated than I can handle. I'm sticking with that one.
1: <laughs> no, you do right, sir. But you, I think your virtual platform, before was very good. You have the app there. It, you know, when you walk in 5, 10 miles a day, like, most people do, because it's a big convention sensor. You have to try and be very efficient in how you try and see. Your app on the iOS or the Android really works. Now you're introducing trending for that by the sounds of things, where you can see yeah. like-minded symbol companies, for example. That helps. Again, you're listening. And it's so much to take in. You have to sort of prioritise those four days. Getting away from the Nam show because it's not just the show. You're an organisation. You're a three-six-five. Like I say, you do summer Nam as well. But forget about the events. Do you think this helps having a pandemic? That you're going to say, right? There's no show, but there's more to us than that. Do you think everyone who comes to the show will be able to think, well, we didn't realise that? What can you tell them about the Nam organisation?
0: That why they should be checking in with you? Think about our simple model. Trade show revenue is then reinvested to support the industry at all levels which helps the industry grow, which helps the company grows, which helps the show grow. That's the business model. So the show itself is the launching pad for a whole year of effective government relations, lobbying. And this year, it's been more important than ever. Luckily, and this is, again, a happy accident in a way, we felt the need to increase our government relations presence, mostly in the U.S., but increasingly around the world. And we dramatically increased our budget last year for lobbying and increase the number of people involved in the the consultants in DC. It could not have been a better moment to do that because once March hit and the federal response to COVID, we were at that table helping our members get this relief funding, loans, forgivable loans, uh, pay tax protection program money, um, unemployment benefits for gig workers and touring people, and then literally helping our members apply. Here's how you do this. These are many members who aren't that savvy when it comes to government aid or how to do forms. That's just not what we do. Our staff was literally with, with our members, okay, go to your files, pull these forms out, taxes and all that. Now, log on to this website, put this in here. We were literally hand walking our members through how to get this aid. And it resulted in tens of millions, and I would argue, I haven't tallied it up yet, but probably hundreds of millions of dollars that helped our industry get through the last five months. Now, we're lobbying today. We got Michael Strickland from Bandit Lights on TV yesterday. Um, a lot of NAM members are pushing for the next round of relief bill so that we can maybe make one more bridge to a vaccine to get our companies to survive that much longer. You need to be a tip of a spear of an industry. If you, have, if you don't have a voice you know, independent, which is a lot of our industry, you don 't you don 't you're either at the table in washington or you 're on the menu and this uh, this pandemic has has proven once again how important it is to have a voice as an industry as a whole industry um, and it 's been very effective so that 's just one example but the idea of how will schools reopen with music programs safely you know we've just funded two studies over the summer about the spread of aerosols in music rooms in choral rooms now that will also be used in how to effectively set up concert halls or theaters but no one's ever studied what is the aerosol spray of a trombone versus a clarinet of singing versus talking and then but we had the ability through the M foundation to fund those credible studies the results are out now and it's helping schools figure out how much protection they need between players and, and how much you can do outside versus inside little known fact trombones aerosol spray everywhere Clarinets? Very little. Would I have known that before this? Nope. Oh, will I use that on some game show if I'm ever quizzed on that? Sure. But anyway, the idea of helping the industry with these areas that, that no one company would have funded a study on aerosols. No one company would have been able to go to DC and, and speak to power about the, you know, the suffering of the live event touring industry. No one would be able to do that individually, but as collectively, we can. And that's what Nam has been, you know, maybe more important than ever, collectively speaking with our industry and for our, our industry. Um, you know, again, tough times reveal character, tough times um, reveal who's willing to really get in there and, and fight. We've got some great Nam members. I just, I'm so proud of them. They have just been stepping up and, and and we've been able to work by their side, but help them get into places they wouldn't be able to get into individually. So... Yeah, it's a year-long gig. The show has actually just helped kickstart the year for us. And without the show this year, there's no kickstart. I mean, believe in music isn't going to make us any money at all. It's if we, you know, come out in the black at all by a dollar, I'll be, I'll be shocked. But like I say, luckily we've been able to have reserves, and and we will get through this year and be able to do everything we still need to do. Um, and that's what you know, that's what good companies think about. How can we serve our customers? Even in the not great times. Anyone, anyone's a genius when things are going great, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's only when you're at 3 a.m. on tour with Todd and find out that, you know, something the truck broke down and we're not, oh, well, I got some stories on that. Something happened at the border from Canada into Grand Rapids and the bus can't make it to the gig. With well, you're wrong with
1: Spinal Tap's uh, <laughs> Derek Smalls. I think it was last year or this year. I can't remember which. My memory doesn't serve me well. I've <laughs> seen Spinal Tap play in the Hilton years ago, was sure. Yeah. But uh, anyone who's watched Spinal Tap, yes, it's a fictional film, but my God, it's a real film. Everything that happened on that film has happened.
0: The opening scene was pulled from a Todd Rundgren tour, by the way. When, you know, when, when Todd had the Raw tour and he would climb up, a sing ring and the glass guitar climb up the tripod and then swing down while doing the solo right. and got stuck once <laughs> that opening scene of final death <laughs> we can't get out of the pod I think they stole directly out of that I think Todd should get royalties from that section of the film but if you let him out with a blowtorch on that part. <laughs> that would have been me except I would have had long hair then but every one of your listeners has stories right these road stories and God I love them when we're in our rocking chairs boring our our grandkids, or, or you know, or whoever will listen in the home that we live in, we will have some great stories to tell.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it, it is a blip. It's a, it's a unique year. I mean, you kickstart everyone's year with the Nam show. It's fortuitous time, and obviously you don't get Christmas, New Year celebrations because you're flat out. With the final preparations that you'll get that this year. I don't think you want it. Although you'll probably be busier than ever putting this four-day believing music event together. It's gonna to be a real hit for everybody, but we'll get through this together, I'm sure. As I say, you've gone through your daughter's wedding being finished, be able to have it next year, and you'll invite Earth, Wind, and Fire to play trombones in your
0: living room. I don't know. Yeah. I got one more year to pay for it. That was a good thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> our industry think of all your listeners too how many of them are used to traveling all the time and haven't traveled that'll be one of the memories we have of this of just you know um getting off the road that's yeah. such a weird thing i mean i would travel usually half the month and it's just such an interesting thing to you know and i i hope everyone is appreciating this moment because it's going to pass and we're all going to be on the road again soon but the yeah, idea of being home you know being home with your family I, there's this running joke I love. It's like, yeah, I met this woman in my neighborhood. She's uh, really nice, uh, claims she's my wife, you know. It's like being home has kind of been a cool thing to, to kind of just, you know, it's fun. But we'll be back on the road again soon, I know.
1: I know. Yeah, we can't take life for granted anymore. I mean, gigs, going out, restaurants, trade shows, you know, we were like... It became a bit deja vu in many ways. We'll we'll respect it more, we'll embrace it more, enjoy it more for sure, When it? Yeah. As you say, it'll go, we'll go crazy enough, but when we get back to it again. It's going to be so mm-hmm. liberating because we've all been restricted massively in certain countries yeah. like the Philippines. And we're, even in the US, you've had some very severe lockdowns. Everywhere,
0: everywhere. How's the landscape going to look, though? Is it business as usual or are we going to embrace... I don't think things will look the same. I I, I think there'll be fundamental humans are I think uh, are creatures of habit. I think there are fundamentals, but that's a big question. What will be changed permanently? I think we're going to change a bunch of big things. I think we're going to fix a bunch of big things in the world. This is when things get fixed, right? Big things. We don't sit around when everything's going well and every company's making money and tours are bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's not the time you sit around and go, let's really in, reinvent and. and or fix big things. No, when things are going really well. You want to keep it going. You want to do everything you can to just keep that train a rolling, right? Well, this interrupted the train. And and so I think we're going to come out of this um, smarter. We'll probably have more effective integration between technology and events, live events especially. I think the live music is going to be different coming out and probably in really good ways. So we've kind of been in a nap for a while, you know, everything's was things are pretty steady. As much as you would say things were terrible the whole time, right? A lot of NAM members tend to be on the complaining side once in a while. No matter how great things are, this is not great. And I remember one member that I believe that very soon, this is last year, so 2019, I said very soon we're going to be, we're going to drop to our knees and wish that it were 2019 again. And that was last year I said that. And I had no idea how accurate that was going to be. (laughs) But this is when we will reinvent the live event industry. This is when we will come up with new products that we would never in, have envisioned before, not just iterations of old ones, but brand new things. So I'm, you know, I think by 2025, this industry will look very different in a really good and a positive way. And I think things were fixed. There's more integration. We're working on more women involved in the industry. We've got to be more diverse in our industry. This is a, a time we're actually welcoming and being are yeah, more aware of, of the value of diversity around the world of our industry. So all those things are going to make this a stronger stronger place to be, um, and I think that's a those are good things.
1: Thanks a crisis to have that, but going back to what yeah. you're saying, Joe, I think you did a great, smart move in the US particularly to get that seat on the Senate or Congress or government to make them aware of your presence, to help your members now they're in need. We don't have that in the UK. You know, this COVID horse bolted before we could get on board and we've been, it's unified our industry for sure. We've had a, we make events has really championed the cause, been more prominent and bringing it to the, to the fore in Parliament, but it's too late.
0: So yes, well done that. Yeah, they did a great job with that. And I've seen great things around the world. I mean, I think we're going to copy that here in the States to highlight the, the jobs lost, the impact of the live event industries. By no means, though, I think we got it down. I'm learning and studying from all our members around the world. It's a, It's been a time to work together, for sure, working yeah. with all the associations around the world to say how can we collectively move this agenda forward. So, yeah, it's been a time of great friendship and a time of great camaraderie among in my opinion among the industry well labor day weekend's coming up hopefully you're going to be up in the hills or the beach where there's
1: no fires and uh enjoying the weekend again with your family i'm I'm sure they're embracing you being at home more over the strangeness of you being there Uh,
0: we'll need another podcast for that one but yeah
1: think things. It's interesting you <laughs> should say, I think divorce lawyers have done very well out of this <laughs>
0: lockdown. Um, is thriving out of this, that's all I'm saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's hope for the new normal ending soon. Joe, right. ever, it's been a delight to talk to you and listen to your positiveness and your initiatives and well done for what you're getting through this year with the team. And uh, you're the glue here. So And uh, the glue. Don't get that glue on your hands. You'll be so, <laughs> it's nasty still. Thanks for giving us a bit of Californian sunshine.
0: But before we conclude, we have to give a shout out because every one of these has a great engineer behind it. So, Chris, Chris Yarley, thank you for helping make all this happen. Behind every great podcast is an engineer. Thank you. <laughs> he makes this look good. <laughs> All the producers and engineers behind these things, shout out to them.
1: (laughs) I entirely agree. Thank you for remembering, Chris. Stay healthy, stay safe. safe. Will do. Thanks. Stay sane.